my spooky friends. This is John, and welcome to another episode of Dairyland Frights, the paranormal podcast that covers everything spooky, creepy, and mysterious in the Midwest. And again, I'm blessed by more spooky guests, great guests on the podcast today. I have Matt and Hannah from the Horror Hour with Hannah's Podcast, with the Hannah's Podcast. How are you guys doing? We're good. We're excited to be here. Thanks um, for having us. I'm Hannah. And I'm Matt Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> and we make up Horror Hour with the Hannahs. Yes. <laughs> I thought Hannah had the beard. I'm confused now. Yeah. now I'm totally confused. <laughs> uh, you guys confuse me. I don't know what's going on. I know, but anyway, tell me about your podcast. Let my spooky friends know a little bit about you and what you guys uh, do on your podcast there. So we're in horror movie review podcast with a main focus on uh, really dissecting the thematic analysis of a movie and how uh, all of the parts of it come together to service those themes. So it, it, that's more the structured side of it. But then there's like a lot of room for us to kind of goof off, riff, talk about these movies and like how they work, why they work so well or why they don't work well. Uh, an easy tagline is I think we're trying to... Um, Combat combat media literacy one episode at a time. Yeah. So. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah, I've listened to your podcast and and my spooky friends out there, do yourself a favor. Listen to them. They're not a critic. Okay, so I want to stress that enough. Matt and Hannah are not like, well, I thought the third act of the blah, 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 blah. The kind of, but not really, you know, that dry critic stuff where you're yeah, like we, we try to keep mm-hmm. it exciting like i said it's it's a lot of there's like a lot of goofiness that still goes on but then when it comes down to yes. it it's like we really want to dive into like why these movies are great or not so yes. great like mm-hmm. it's really mm-hmm. into like the it's it's in english class a little bit you know but it's like, yeah. a little like, more fun, fun way. <laughs> absolutely and that's what i love about you guys and, and you're married so yeah. uh what's funny about that is i've been i tell everybody i've been married 25 years and uh, you have different opinions, just like my wife and I. And we've been married so long, I don't even want to. <laughs> <laughs> right? We still have different opinions. And, and that's what I love about married couples, from married <laughs> paranormal investigators to married couples like you doing movies to, you know, whatever out there. I just love it. Because being a married person for a long time, I'm like, yeah, okay. It can be fun. <laughs> and sometimes I- like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> We've had someone like reached out and they were like, oh my gosh, like I, I love your dynamic. And I was like, well, we are married. So that's probably why. Right, right, right. Absolutely. So before we get to the movies uh, and dive into some of the movies here and kind of give our opinion on some, we developed in, uh, by the way, different categories. The kind of, you know, if you haven't seen these movies, I'd recommend them. We tried to bring a good variety. I know Matt and Hannah has their list too. But before we get into that, I would like to ask, I'm going to start with you, Hannah, uh, talk about some of your paranormal experiences, if you've had any. So I am from a small, old historical town in New Jersey, right along the Delaware. Um, Mm -hmm. So that like famous photo of Washington crossing the Delaware is like a mile from where I grew up. Um, So it is... 
apparently very haunted. Um, we There's like a haunted ghost tour every year. And I've been three times and the places that they go to are never the same because there are just apparently so many haunted houses in like in my hometown. So can I also say her towns, the homes here are like hundreds of years. Yeah. Before. Like they're historic homes. Yeah. yeah. So when I was younger, my friend lived like a couple streets over. So I used to go there all the time, like after school and stuff. So that was like middle school, high school. And I mm-hmm. remember one day I was like an asshole. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you swear. Okay. We're all good. Okay. We're all, all good. Right. Just check in because I have a potty mouth. Yeah, we curse all the time on this. So. So, yeah, I've um, heard it. Potty yeah. mouth. <laughs> so just being a little shit um i was like i'm gonna hide in her closet and jump out at her and i just remember like sitting there just like something is in this closet with me i'm so uncomfortable i can't be here and i kind of just chalked it up to like i'm a scaredy cat and i don't like the dark so i ended up like leaving running downstairs and being like okay your home scares me i think i gotta go and so we just like never really talked about that because it wasn't important and like a week later, she goes, oh, uh, the other day my phone was charging in that closet. And look at these weird pictures that are on my phone that were taken, oh. like time stamped for the time that my phone was yeah. in the closet. And so we're like looking at them and they were like really grainy, like just kind of like shadowed photos in like shapes yeah. that kind of just looked like a looming person kind of grim reaper shape. So I was like, oh. okay, that's not cool. And so... Over time, she would just kind of be like, oh, random photos keep falling off our wall. Or the dog just keeps barking at the same wall of the photos. And we'll just like sit there all day and bark at the wall. And so I bring this up to my mom because I'm like, mom, this is so weird. My mom goes, well, their house was on the paranormal tour last year. (laughs) And I guess I just like never put it together. That I had literally been on the paranormal tour, looked at her home, learned about the hauntings there, or the supposed yeah. haunting, and then like been in the home and been like, all of that is weird. Um, and then later, so like not like huge occurrences, kind of small uh-huh. things that you could chalk up to other things, but like having the then knowledge that it has been rumored to be haunted for years and years and years before they lived there or before I experienced anything, which is kind of like, Oh, Mm -hmm. it feels too weird to be a coincidence. Um, And then another place that I lived in, it used to be like a giant mansion that was then broken up into apartment buildings. And again, I did not know that this was supposedly haunted when I lived there. And again, I didn't see anything like glaring, but it was more just like Mm -hmm. this negative vibe that like, I certainly don't have in this apartment I live in now. I've lived in other places Mm -hmm. where I just like, there's like a feeling you get that's different in some places than it is others. And Mm -hmm. I just would have this overwhelming, negative, uncomfortable feeling, especially in the basement. I went in that basement. Mm -hmm. I didn't like it either. It's the worst basement of all time. It's like it's an old house basement. Like you said, this was, as you described, like a massive house that they they just put walls to make it an apartment, which was kind of sad. But yeah. yeah. um, yeah, that basement. But like great. you would go down that basement and just this like feeling of oppression. Oppression yeah. was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so apparent. And I remember I brought that up to my mom too, and she was like, Well, 
newsflash, <laughs> this house is a on the haunted door over here. And I asked my mom, because I like didn't really live there full time. I only lived there one summer when I came home from college. My mom lived there full time. Um, and uh-huh. so I remember asking her, like, have you seen anything or do you just get that feeling too? And she was like, I yeah. haven't seen anything. But some of the neighbors have said that they have seen a woman. And so this year we go on the paranormal mm-hmm. tour this past October mm-hmm. and the story is down the line. It's basically that there's a woman she who walks out along, walks the, path. Out along the path right in front mm-hmm. of the home. Um, oh, yeah. okay. It's part of the, and there's like historical background related to, you know, why she, yeah, there's, there's an assumption of who she is and yeah. Right. I don't know right. from the tour. So yeah, yeah. that's very interesting just to like be from an area that's like that. Right. And then, like talking to other people who do or don't believe. I'm like, no, I kind of believe because just like Yeah, right. Right. And and you know, basements are always strange in the sense that not all basements are like this. They're like my basement is nothing haunted or anything. You know, yeah. it's just uh it was my house was built in the 1990s, so it's not like, you know, and I'm not on, like, at least I don't know if I'm on Native American burial ground. <laughs> with, you yeah, know what right. I'm saying? Well, I'm pretty sure I'm not. But the yeah. town I'm in, uh, in, in Spring Green, Wisconsin, we have homes from the 1800s, and it's mm-hmm. just right near me, you know, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, my neighborhood was built, obviously, years later. Uh, but yeah, basements, uh, yeah, they're, they're just something about them, right? There's just mm-hmm. something weird about a lot of basements and everything. Um, did you ever see, are you familiar with shadow people? Not super familiar. That's what you okay. see when you take a lot of Benadryl, right? so like shadow people are pretty much in every you can even say to a horror movie where you see like this like uh insidious maybe a movie where you see like this dark shadow coming into the room have you ever seen anything like that any dark shadows come into the basement or anything like that not that i can recall or anything although i okay. have had sleep paralysis and certainly saw that but <laughs> oh yeah that's sleep paralysis that's nasty yeah. it's always oh. basically shadow people that i see when i have sleep paralysis yeah. so that's not crazy fun, but <laughs> so matt can you top it i heard you're kind of a no, skeptic <laughs> I, I got i got nothing that's really why i'm a skeptic it's i mean i believe hannah i believe the stuff i think it's really cool mm-hmm. I just uh, maybe I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I'm not a skeptic of individual people. I think I'm a skeptic of uh, the a lot of paranormal investigators. I mean, that's where it comes in. We, we okay. talk about friends a lot because they yeah. watch the Conjuring movies, and I will go on record saying I think they're complete frauds. They um, are, by the way. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's that's where I sit on that. I've just never had anything too too crazy happen, well, but that doesn't mean I'm like I completely don't. You believe. also like grew up in new construction, right? Like you lived the first mm-hmm. twenty something years of your life, yeah, in a house so that was built in the seventies or whatever. For, yeah, yeah like, right. Yeah, so it's very right. different than like I don't know, growing up somewhere where that house has been around for over two hundred years, which is kind of like my right. experience. Right. You know where all and, went wrong know, for me? There is there is huh. when I was in fifth grade. We were supposed yeah. to go to Gettysburg. 
and they would do mm. this overnight field trip, right? To Gettysburg, yes. they would do the ghost tour. And when I hit third grade, they changed the curriculum. I was like waiting for every year. You'd hear about the fifth graders yeah. going and the cameras turning off while they're trying to take photos, seeing like orbs and things. Yeah. I changed right. the curriculum and then we didn't get to go. I get to go to oh. uh, Fort Ligonier and Fort Pitt, which I was like, I can go there anytime. Oh yeah. Those and I was yeah, forever disappointed. Now I'm a skeptic. Oh. <laughs> Matt, they ruined your life. Thanks well, a did. lot. Yeah, dang, that's the dang curriculum. I will say also <laughs> that I did an episode or we did an episode with paranormal in Pennsylvania. We went to yeah. McGill and Joe house with them. And yes, I, um, while with Sarah had like, maybe an experience in the bathroom which is one of the areas that we did not yeah. know at the time was supposedly haunted um Ooh. and so then like learning that after i was like damn it that why did i cool go too, to right? the bathroom by myself she was in there by herself and closed the door and then uh -huh. like, the, the door started the shaking. door started like shaking yeah oh and, like, wow yeah so then i left ran downstairs and i was like sarah can you come to the bathroom with me i don't want to be here alone and then we used the emf reader and it went up to four or five at the stall that i was in when it started shaking nice and oh wow that's and that's where you're most vulnerable right you're sitting on the yeah. toilet what can, can you do i was like i just want to pee no experience yeah, is I there but i will say the beer was good yeah so <laughs> All right. See, you got Matt got something out of Hannah got something yeah. out. Of. By the exactly. way, shout out to Sarah, uh, Paranormal in Pennsylvania. Check out her podcast and all her things. She's awesome. I've had her on the show. Um, so let me ask you this. It is Valentine's Day coming up. And I ha I asked this of all my married couples. I'm not going to ask you, Matt, if you're getting her flowers. Don't worry about it. Oh. I think flowers are a ripoff, but that's me. Oh, she likes um, them. <laughs> They're pretty in my house. So <laughs> Hannah. Uh, Hannah, if a ghost got into bed with Matt, and let's just say she was trying things with Matt, being a little cozy with him, is mm. that cheating on you? Yeah. It's like that scene in Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, the scene in Ghostbusters, if that's <laughs> happening to Matt, and he, Matt, I'm going to put you on the fire the firing line, well, and you just allow it, Matt. I feel like yeah, that's bad. It's <laughs> allowing it. Why? If you can capture the paranormal event though. Yeah. yeah, I guess I would need I don't know. Pretty concrete proof I wasn't like on something, I guess. But <laughs> uh, all right, all right, let's switch it. Matt, you catch Hannah. Oh, the same thing? I'm too skeptic to care. I'm just like, oh, well. Yeah, I'm the guy. I'm the guy. Appreciate that very much. I'll be getting out of this apartment. I'll tell you that. Oh, that's true. We'd be moving. <laughs> You'd be moving, huh? Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I'm just, I'm just curious because I've had paranormal investigators on, and the women have said, uh, you know, they went and sat on a bed, and then all of a sudden it felt like a man um, touching them in places they shouldn't be touched. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think the problem we have with it is I would find that so funny that that was like that a ghost was uh, making moves. Yeah, yeah, making moves that like I don't know if I could be mad to be like. <laughs> it's funny, but I'd also be like, okay. I'd also be like, Hannah, are you sure we don't yeah, need to like 
what have you taken? You know, like, do we need to go to the hospital? Yeah, like, literally be like, <laughs> we need evaluation. Yeah, like, let's go get a test. Oh, the that's so bad. Did you take? I would gaslight the shit out of you and be like, no, I know no, no, who no. would gaslight the you shit out of you. You don't have a ghost. See, like, what are you talking about? The problem, too, is, is you would gaslight the. Yeah, I would be like, you're. That would be like, time to back into therapy. Yeah. I don't think there was anything there. And then, yeah. <laughs> Can you blame me? Can you blame me? <laughs> so. I have role playing for you guys on on February. Matt, why don't you get a ghost like a Charlie Brown? If you remember Charlie Brown, where he had the sheet on with all the holes in it, and just go up to Hannah and just be romantic and see what happens. (laughs) Well, we didn't make Valentine's Day plans yet, so maybe it is in the cards. There you go. There we go. Hey, I'm all trying to. I'm doing a Valentine's Day episode. I did a Valentine's Day episode uh, last year on what they call spectrophilia. Uh, spectrophilia is basically you're in love with a ghost, like women and men who have relationships with ghosts. And there's just crazy stories who women have supposedly married a ghost and got divorced or had a ghost baby. Or yeah. It's great stuff. I mean, it's, you can't make this stuff up. Ours or ghosts? Or not. Ours. I've seen that too. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I don't know what you do with a car, but okay, I'll let him. Hey, if it doesn't hurt anybody, so exactly. much the better, right? Like it's a woman like... that had a relationship with a roller coaster and had to like, keep kicking around with a park. Oh, that's yeah. just. <laughs> that's rough. We're... I wish I remembered which one it was, but I've ran about it. <laughs> Pretty sure there was a My Strange Addiction episode with someone who was in love with their car. Yeah. And I have yeah. seen Yeah. Oh, was... yeah. That's a real thing. Yeah. That's a real thing. Yeah. People have mixed with their car. Uh, we've seen Titan, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, let's move on, shall we? (laughs) Okay, so on this episode today, we're going to do a little bit different, my spooky friends, because usually we have paranormal stories or paranormal, you know, guests on and everything. I talk about haunted homes and everything. We're going to talk about movies, okay, because. I think they do affect people on how they view the paranormal in sometimes a bad way. Because I had a um, a witch, a practicing witch from the Netherlands on my podcast. And a lot of people, she said, still view her from like, I don't know, the movie The Witch, uh, Blair Witch Project, where they're evil. They're, they're looking to do something bad. And she's nothing like that. She's very nice, very loving. And, and she really yeah. likes to, uh, you know, help people out when she can. And yes, she does Hello. worship. She does worship. Uh, she is a Satanist. But again, if what Hollywood says are Satanist is not exactly what you think a real Satanist is. Because I've met some, and they're some of the nicest people you've ever met in your life. They're not killing babies. They're not covered in blood in the basement in a pentagram having Satan have whatever Satan does with, <laughs> no, they're actually sweet people. Some of the nicest people you ever met in your life. So I recently saw an amazing uh, clip of Satanists. They went to a um, hearing for whatever state this was happening and where they're trying to push for religion in school or religious services in school. Right. Which like, come on, separation of church and state, you know, um, so the Satanists came and they were like, we are against this movement. We shouldn't do it. However, 
if it passes, we will be there. We're happy to come in and we will have our clerics or not clerics, but whatever they, they, uh, ministers of Satan come in and we're going to do lessons for the kids and all this stuff. And I, I loved that because I was like, though that's such a good way for them to scare the shit out mm-hmm. of playing on that. Yeah, playing, on, mm-hmm. playing, but also scare the mm-hmm. shit out of the people that are trying to push this right. bill or whatever yeah. law that is uh, when that's I think unconstitutional. So, you know, yeah. Because I, yeah, I'm but, sure that, you know, those, they're going to panic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're going to do different. Ca- <laughs> and, and, you know, again, if you're in Hollywood, you don't want to have a really nice Satanist story. Typically, you want something to scare people, right? You want blood, yeah. guts, and yeah, you know, not a nice person walking down the street going, hey, how can I help you? <laughs> like, that's not a, what, that's a horror movie? No. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't work that way. So we're going to do different categories I came up with, and then I will get uh, Matt and Hannah's list. But one of the things I first have to do is check my sources. So I, I always tell my sources. Um, so I use three different ones. There's plenty out there if you want to go and look at some horror movies if you haven't seen them. By the way, I still feel the Japanese do horror better than anybody. I think the Japanese knock it out of the park. I don't know why, but I just, Japanese horror movies always scare the crap out of me. This is something um, we've actually talked about on our podcast a lot. And it's specifically that foreign horror is yes. just so different because it every culture has different things that scare them. Mm-hmm. So we always try to highlight when we do our, our foreign horror or, as I said before, um, horror directed by women. Because horror directed yes. by women is also, I think, it comes from a completely different place of fear. Mm-hmm. and uh, Absolutely you really get something like different out of it. So they, we're big fans Absolutely. as well. Um, I know we both have at least one French horror film on our list. So yeah. Yes. <laughs> also Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I have a couple so, of foreign language movies on my list, I think. Nice. Nice. So here's some of the sources. I use Ranker uh, site, um, BFI.org, uh, as well as Watch Mojo and IMBD. All of them had different, well, for the most part, had different lists and different uh, ideas of what they thought was the best horror movie out there. So, one of the, oh, I also used Collider, too, because they had some pretty good stuff in there. So, like I said, today we're going to talk about some of our favorite horror movies and why we like them. What makes a good horror movie? So, prepare to be scared and careful you never know what's lurking in the shadows. Ah! Okay, that's my bad screen, but <laughs> it's pretty good. I'd buy it. Yeah, I buy it. Okay. Yeah. There by the way, there's some actresses and actors out there. I don't know where they learn to scream, but my God, they just unbelievable. Probably did it in post, but that's a whole different thing. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so let's get right into it. So here's my top five. Okay, scary movies. And if you haven't seen these, highly recommended. I'm not going to get into a lot of these, to be honest with you. Uh, Matt, if you kind of want to add, or Hannah, want to add some things to this, please do. But my first scary movie is The Conjuring. My second is The Exorcist. Third one is Nightmare on Elm Street, A Nightmare on Elm Street. My next one is Evil Dead. And last but certainly not least, The Ring. So, what do you guys think? Got a different list? I, I, I mean, I have a different list, but I do like this list. Yeah. I think the, the Conjuring number one, 
is interesting, but I also, that, I understand. I have a question. Is it like an actual, like your actual rank order of where you would put them or just in general five that you like? Well, um, that's a great question because I like, okay. So I've seen the conjuring like 10 times. And I still get scared. I've seen yeah, the <laughs> yeah. I've seen the exorcist. Uh, five or six times. I usually watch it around Halloween. I do my Halloween marathon where I just get a bunch of these old and I just watch it. And then I just watch it in the summertime. By the way, my favorite time to watch horror movies is the summertime. Why, you may ask? Because I kind of leave the windows open. It's dark out. You hear the bugs, you know, the cicadas, whatever you want to call them out there. And it's just, right? I don't know. It gets me in the mood. Um, so... I don't know. Conjuring, definitely number one. Exorcist, definitely number two. And this is where I kind of, eh, I could switch around. Like Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Evil Dead, The Ring. I could switch those around. So, yeah. But my top two are still Conjuring Exorcist. So, I love The Conjuring. And we've talked about it on our podcast a lot. And I think something that that movie does so well is it has three very distinctly different acts that I think keep it fresh where like first one straightforward haunting second one's this like happy family drama. And the third act just goes full on, like almost over the top action movie in mm-hmm. ways where you have Patrick Wilson mm-hmm. doing the, the exorcism standing on a <laughs> docked over closet. I, I love it. It like it accelerates in a way that uh, really works for me. I also mm-hmm. have uh, given the conjuring props for, I think um, ushering in a horror movie Renaissance in the 2010s. Mm-hmm where I think we went from having the very mean-spirited horror movies of a post-9-11 America in the 2000s and uh, kind of getting back into a, um, I guess, more narrative-focused, a little more fun out of your horror movies that we got in the 2010s. So, big fan of The Conjuring. I think it is not my favorite, but I think it led to a lot of my favorites Mm -hmm. getting made. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Hannah, anything on Conjuring? I definitely agree with everything Matt said. I think The Conjuring, like you said, I'll watch it every time. And I am scared. I will scream. I will hide every single time. Mm -hmm. And I think that that, like, not every movie can make you do that. A lot of times you see a movie, you're not as, Mm -hmm. it doesn't affect you the same way the next time. And the fact that The Conjuring Mm -hmm. can consistently make me feel things is a huge win for me. And so I don't know if I would put it in my top five either, but I would put it in my top ten probably. I think it's a standout. It's, it's sure. usually in my one of the most important horror films of the past two decades, in my yeah, opinion. Definitely. Like mm-hmm. just in terms of yeah, importance. I do love it. I feel and like then, it yeah. has great performances, great scares. Just like I hate this word, but the vibes. It's very <laughs> good. Like it very much has this aesthetic that I really enjoy. Like, boy, oh boy, music is great. Does it make the Warrens look good? This yeah. movie's straight propaganda. Yeah, <laughs> but it, has it so is. Far. Oh, it is. I still love it. it. Is. Yeah. It, 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 so glad. No, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say, I, I my wife doesn't like horror movies, and she just watches them with me in Halloween, you know, and stuff. But there's a scene in there. Spoiler alert. There's a scene in there where um, the uh, Lily. I can't remember the actress's name, but anyway, she gets caught in the basement, and all the lights go mm-hmm. off and stuff. And she's sitting there, and she's panicking and stuff, trying to get out the door. And she can't get out the door. And then all of a sudden, these two hands come out of nowhere and go, and, ah! <laughs> okay. 
that was one <laughs> that kept me awake for weeks the first time I saw yeah. this movie. And every single time I'll be talking about this movie with someone and I just I'll look at Matt and just go, Yeah. Like it's so good. Ten out of ten <laughs> scared for me. Yeah. So I have to look at these other ones. I don't know if I can say much about The Exorcist. Everyone knows The Exorcist is a masterpiece. Yeah. It's yeah. Is. What, what else am I supposed to say? It's great. It's It holds That's up every a, single yeah. time you watch it. I, yeah. I understand mm-hmm. people calling it mm-hmm. like one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. I think it's, it's great. So I mean, it, it's, yeah. I, <laughs> it's hard to talk about. We are also big Nightmare on Elm Street fans over here. I think that's what got Hannah into horror. It's movies. what got me into horror movies. I didn't used to like them until part of the way through college and Matt liked horror. So I was like, okay, fine. I'll give it a shot. And we put on a Nightmare on Elm Street and I, I got it. Oh, so you had a real like Eureka moment. It's the first time that I really like mm-hmm. understood. Mm-hmm. And I think that movie, I think it's partially because the concept is so fun. You have such yes. an iconic villain in Freddy. Who you like. Yeah. You almost like Freddy more than anybody else. It's like. <laughs> and it's I mean, like Heather Langkamp is. Um, she's fun. Yeah, she's great. I'm out well, for that. But yeah. Freddy is just such a charismatic like villain even though he's like clearly a horrible person yeah mm-hmm. horrible mm-hmm. but yeah i nightmare on Elm street is also in my top five i love that movie so much and i feel like it's like important to my horror the moment the moment the the phone turns the, into the song <laughs> oh is top five horror moment for me yep. too. yes now, evil dead evil dead i was gonna ask original or remake original 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 I was going to say, so I've seen all of them recently for the first time, and I very much like it. I really like that 2014 remake of The Evil Dead. Am I crazy? Are you a fan or no? It's okay. So I'm a huge, the actor in Evil Dead and Army of Darkness, Evil Dead 2, the trilogy of movies. His name is Bruce Campbell. I've met him twice. He's an outstanding person. I love the guy to death. He's actually sent me emails when I reached out to him just to ask him some questions. And he sent me an autographed copy of himself. And it's not like the assistant wrote it. He actually wrote out a message on it. I mean, I cannot. I'm sorry. I just love the guy to death. Every time I've met him, he's love. I love the first one. I liked liked all of them. I watched all five. I was just, Mm -hmm. I think, very impressed with that. Uh, that remake and I like, or whatever we're calling it, more of a sequel anyway. Like, but yeah. remakes that that work actually work. So I wanted to yeah. I wanted to be a little divisive and talk about it. But no, I, yeah, I sure. like that a lot. I don't even know if I can rank them. I think I like this. The second one might be my favorite, but there's something magical about that low budget in the first mm-hmm. one, and just that absolutely. I, I think the ending shot of that movie really sticks in my head of the camera yep. just running along the ground through the house, yeah. the door bursts open and then yeah. goes right into him. Loved it. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I really like that. Yeah. And then the ring. What do you think? So this one, I think this, this is, is the Americanized version. This is, I'm doing the American version because I think most people know this one yeah. rather than the like uh, Japanese. <laughs> I don't love it. It's fine. I didn't see it until like a year or two ago because again my horror journey is definitely shorter than Matt's. Mm. So I was like, I feel like I need to see this. And so we watched it together. And I think I kind of left with just like there were moments that definitely scared me. Mm-hmm. But overall, I like a movie that like 
makes me feel a lot, whether that is fear, discomfort, mm. um, disgust. Like I like my horror movies to really elicit a reaction from me. And I mm -hmm. don't feel like the ring does that that strongly mm -hmm. for me, but I've only seen it once and I definitely need to rewatch. And I really want to read mm -hmm. the book that Ringu and the ring are based off of because I sure. feel like that was it, it's set up more. The book is more of a mystery with the movie mm -hmm. and the gun goes horror from my understanding. It's like, a, okay, that's my understanding. Oh no, I'm just saying it's, it's, and I, I feel like when you watch the movie, the mystery elements are there and then it just gets confusing. And then you're like, am I supposed to be scared? Am I trying to solve this? Mm -hmm. And it's just mm -hmm. like, it's fine. I, I understand. I think it, it also kind of shaped a generation a little bit. Yeah. But this just never did it for me. I've never seen Ringu, though. So that's a mistake on my end. And I'd like to. I will say the history of Samara coming out of the TVs is oh, it's fantastic. disgusting. Yeah. Like, that's so scary. Yeah, absolutely. So... Anything you guys, before we move on, anything you guys want to add to this as far as your favorites? Oh, sure. I'll, I'll go quick because I, I we talked about it a lot, but I'll, do you want yeah, me to go my? Go all right. So, um, oh, I have a, a, we'll go oldest to newest. So I have the okay. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm -hmm. Also, my top fives are going to change weekly, but this is what I'm feeling right now. Um, sure. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a... <laughs> Uh, immaculate piece of american filmmaking absolutely i'll just say it that much that movie is amazing and i think that that ending shot of our final girl in in the car covered in blood mm -hmm. screaming and it's like very clear this person's life is never going to be the same again yeah just such it is i i can't say enough about that movie and it's so good we covered it so you can come listen there um scream i love wes craven i sure Scream, I think it was uh, I saw it when I was very young. It's one that I watched with my mom. We saw Scream Four on Easter Sunday in theaters back in the day. <laughs> so, um, love it. You know, the, that that franchise really just like means a lot to me, and I think that oh, sure. first movie it's so fun and funny and scary. It mm -hmm. just like hits everything mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. Um, then, if we're going in order, I think Raw. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Raw is a French horror movie that I want everybody. Uh, to watch. Heard of it? Have not watched it yet. It's on my list. It is a coming-of-age cannibalism story about a, a girl that is a vegetarian that goes to vet school and is forced to eat meat for the first time, and then she gets addicted to it and starts craving people meat. Oh, right, right, it right. Yeah. It is fantastic. I, cool. It hits all the levels of let's let's not just be a horror genre film. Let's be this coming-of-age story. Um, I also said directed by a woman, so I think you get a whole different hmm. uh, lens. because Absolutely. Uh, after that, Midsummer, that movie leaves me smiling from ear to ear by the end. That's a weird reaction. Oh, it's just a movie that everything comes together in such a way that just like completely makes sense. And it's like they've built, it's three hours long, I think, right? Or two and a half. Yes. They've built all these things together to make it just be this like perfect, mm -hmm. amazing ending. Um, and it's scary. It, it's interesting. And then lastly, most recent on my list, I just watched this movie and it is probably the scariest movie I've seen. In five years, and it was um, Skin of Rink that hmm. just came out. And I have that in my top five. Some people hate it. I loved it because I had not had something that made me want to turn it off in a long time. If that makes sense. Wow. Like, yeah, sure. It was yeah. an endurance test. It was like, I was like, I, I can't yeah. watch this anymore. And I just had to like power through. 
And I got yeah. up at the movie end and I stepped on a dog toy and I screamed. Yeah, so, was, was uh, which is very unlike me and Hannah. <laughs> and like that, that I, I do not he get does scared. not get worked up like that. It's always me. Nice. It was, and it was made for fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, by like love one Michael guy. Shit. It, it's yeah, I love it's, it. It's really scary. So if you're that, that it, the narrative is basically non-existent, but it doesn't matter because it just made me mm-hmm. want to curl up into a ball yeah. and turn the TV off. So nice. My All list right. is so, also different. Um, my list. Oh, I don't think we have any in. It's It's so hard to say a top five all-time. Yeah, <laughs> just you know. Yeah, these aren't in any particular order, but I love a Nightmare on Elm Street, like we discuss. Mm. Um, I love The Witch. I think aesthetically, yeah, it's amazing. I think the performances are really good, and I feel like the first time I saw it, I felt so much suspense and tension the whole time like my chest hurt because i was just waiting and Mm -hmm. waiting and waiting for something Mm -hmm. to happen Mm -hmm. doesn't mean anything really does but Mm -hmm. i feel like the emotions that it elicited from me what is like what i look for so i loved it i feel like it's very stylized in a way that i really enjoy um i also love barbarian which came out oh Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Honestly, I like it too. So, for me, I kept seeing the trailers and I was like, I don't know. I don't know why I want to see this. It doesn't look that standout. Yeah, Um, me too. And then I, uh, another friend of ours was like, oh, I also want to see that. So we went to theaters and obviously that movie has a plot twist from hell. Like mm, you're kind of thinking getting cool. one story and then you yes. just get this completely other story. Which yes. I thought was really fun. I think they mixed in the humor in a really solid way to like yeah. give you that levity from all of the tension that you're getting. Uh-huh. Um, I also just feel like it is a good take on a lot of female anxiety or things that like cause sure. me as a woman stress. Mm. so for me there were pieces of it like that that touched closer to home than it maybe would for someone else yeah. like a man I'll, I'll, I'll also say i really like that movie i thought i was gonna pull a hamstring in the theater during some of the <laughs> so, i kept threatening to walk on i was like i'm leaving i'm leaving yeah. I'm to this. i could understand why when mm-hmm. like, twist happens and the plot completely changes that people would be turned away for me yeah. it's just another example of a movie accelerating in the, into just like madness it was like every it was like starting so simple and then all of a sudden the scale mm-hmm. keeps getting bigger mm-hmm. it keeps getting just stranger until you're going at 100 miles yeah. per hour into the crates right. I, I i really enjoy it yeah. i like it a lot right. um awesome. i would also say the babadook um oh, yep. i think that that is a beautiful telling of the impact of grease and trauma and loss mm-hmm. i really like movies that kind of have that mental health thematic element that are done Absolutely. in like a respectful way and that right. movie scares the shit out of me yes and that's gonna be on one of my lists later yeah so. <laughs> uh my fifth i was toying with a lot of things here so i'm just gonna go with hereditary just because from yeah. my i think my opinions on that have very much like the enjoyment i get from it very much has mm-hmm. changed over time the first right. time i saw hereditary i was like i'm gonna throw up i can't do this i don't want to be here and that night i was like I'm not scared to go to sleep, but I just feel so uncomfortable that sure. I just can't. Like the mm-hmm. I again think that's one that'll list. It's like a lot of emotion and feeling. Absolutely. 
And so it it works really well for me. She said, I think the the biggest selling point is she was like, I'm never watching that movie again. And I I wouldn't for several years. Which which tells you it's it's a good horror movie. It took me a couple years. And I looked at Matt and I said, I think I'm ready. And (laughs) I love it. I think I can appreciate something that makes me feel something so viscerally that I can't watch it. And I also think that that really does like the thematic elements I'm really interested in, like that exploration, boss, mental health, et cetera. There's a lot of fun themes in it. We also covered that one. So, (laughs) yes, definitely check that out, my spooky friends. So, (laughs) let's move on, keep it moving. Uh, I love. I, I'm a sucker for funny, scary movies. Those those are my those are my jam. Um, so I'm going to go through this really quickly because if you have if some people like them and some people like no 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 I just want to be scared right. So Army of Darkness that's with the Evil Dad trilogy. I just I've seen that movie. I'm not kidding you. Fifty times and I laugh my ass off fifty times. I, I just love it. Um, what we do in the shadows was to me pure genius. Because Taiki Watiti, whatever his name is, took these <laughs> vampires and did a documentary on it. And there's so many silly, funny things. One of my favorite scenes in any movie is um, one of the vampires is talking to this woman he just picked up. And he's he's and she's talking about her life. Oh, I'm gonna go travel, and then we get married. I'm gonna have kids, and we get a house. And he's just like, he's gonna eat her, and she's gonna be dead in like five seconds. <laughs> and he's just sitting there, and, he, and you just you see his character just really uncomfortable that he has to eat her. This woman has all these dreams, and she's gonna die. And I just that's my dark humor. So I don't know you if watch you the show at all. Yes, I love the show. So we've never seen the show. I've never actually. You've never seen the movie, right? I haven't seen. We only watched the show. <laughs> but I have seen the show, and just the, the concept is brilliant. And it, I know it, they have like the same central concept, so like it's genius. It, it, it's it's brilliant. If you, I, I will say about the movie, it does drag in some places, uh, which is I because they have to set up the vampire, you know, yeah. how vampires work, and I'm kind of like, you know, people know that. I don't think you have to set up like they have to feed. You know what I'm saying? You could have we skipped know. all that. I think people get that, right? Uh, the Toxic Avenger, the original. There's a new one coming out with, um, oh, shoot, the guy from Game of Thrones. And I can't remember the the small person. person. Oh, it's... it's- is it uh, Rob Stark or is it... Um, no, no, it's uh, Tyron Lannister. Oh, oh is draw- Peter Dinklage? Yeah. Peter Dinklage. He okay. is going to be playing the Toxic Avenger. It's it, The trailer's out. It looks really silly and really funny. Um, if you haven't seen the original, that was done by Trauma or Trauma Films, which does crazy stuff. I mean, just low budget. They, they just do... Weird horror movies, weird movies. Um, definitely check it out. Happy Death Day uh, is one of my favorites. Uh, you guys probably familiar with this one. Have you seen this one? Yeah. It's on my list. Okay. Awesome. Okay. We got one then, I have a, then I have a really quick tie. 
Tucker and Dale versus Evil, which is so silly. It's ridiculous. And then Shaun of the Dead, the same thing. If you're looking to have a good laugh, look at horror tropes and cliches and stuff. Watch these movies and, and you'll just get a kick out of it. it. It will make you laugh because you're like, yeah, pretty much every horror movie has this. Uh, so what do you guys have? Do you guys watch any of these movies or do you have any movies you'd like to add? Yeah, I've seen Army of Darkness. Like I said, I watched all the, the Evil Dead movies, but I have on mine Evil Dead 2 instead of Army of Darkness. Oh, sure. Now, yeah. Similarly funny, I think. <laughs> or, I think when, when you watch all these in a row, and like I said, I've only seen them once. I watched them all for the first time. I ended up liking two more, and maybe it was because two still was like scary and funny, where Army mm-hmm. of Darkness just went straight all funny. Yeah, and so I think that's where it, it sits for me. But I still enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, Happy Death Day—that's on mine. That's a really fun, fun film. Yeah, it's a real fun movie. And yeah. I've not seen Tucker and Dale, but it's been requested that we cover it. So at yes. some point, I think in one of these yeah. seasons, we'll we'll be uh, we'll be covering that one. So what else is on your list? Oh, I got what we got here. I said Evil Dead Two, Happy Death Day. I got Scream, one of my favorites. Yeah. We're gonna. Horror comedy. It's a horror satire. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a horror satire. Horror. It's yeah. great. It, it's yeah. funny. It, the performance is great. You got Matthew Lillard. All right, uh, love him. There's so a much. musical now for it, which was my idea, and somebody stole it. So, <laughs> oh, man, they, they they did like a jukebox musical for it though, where they're just taking existing songs. I want to write you know, all original. Music. They changed. So I don't care. The no existing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be, I'm, I'm, so I'm gonna get in a legal battle and write my. <laughs> Um, yeah, Cabin in the Woods, which, I mean, if you yeah. love horror movies, I feel like you're just going to enjoy Cabin in the Woods. It's yeah. going to make fun. It's, I mean, if you love Evil Dead, you should love Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, you absolutely. <laughs> and finally, I know Hannah has this one too, is um, Bodies, 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 which came out a year ago, two years oh, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that about again? Yeah, very much worth a watch. It's funny. It's scary. It's... I will we'll tickle. We're, 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 I guess, Gen Z sort of. So yeah. we're on the cusp. Yeah. So I think it cusp like right in that year where it's like, I don't know where you guys fit. That's where we are. So, <laughs> so I think it, it very much yeah. captures like young person dipshit culture. Yeah. It makes mm-hmm. me not move mm-hmm. my brain. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Mine, yeah. Mine has overlap. Um, the cabin in the woods, mm-hmm. scream. Mm hmm. Bodies, bodies, bodies are all overlap mm-hmm. with Matt. And then yeah. I really like Creep, which is a low. Oh, Creep. Budget. Yeah, I like Creep. Down footage, yeah. Um, we'll call him that a comedy, too, sort of. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. so funny. And the second is like pure comedy. Um, right. And then I really like The Menu from 2022. Oh, right. Love The Menu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love Ray Fiennes. He is so talented. Anya Taylor-Joy, mm. I love her. Um, that movie is. It. Yeah. The, the form of that movie makes it so funny too. The title cards, the yeah, yeah. what's his yes. name? <laughs> what's the character's name? Tyler. Ty- yeah, Tyler's bullshit. Yeah, one of the yeah. panels. Like, eh. yeah, the way that is set up, I think, really brilliant. It's like not openly trying to be funny, but it's brilliant. like every shot is set up, or every form mm-hmm. of the film mm-hmm. is trying to make you laugh. So. Yeah, absolutely. Turn- Spoilers, I- but he wins them into into s'mores at the end, yeah. and it's. Yeah, putting putting chocolate hats on all the people's heads. It's just brilliant. It's just such a comment on just without getting too much into it. Comment on society and life, and and to a certain point, your dreams. Like like 
is this, you sure you want to do this kind of attitude? Yeah. Like, is this worth the cost? Right? 100%, yeah. Yeah. There's a scene in there where, not the, to give it too much away, because it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie where uh, Ra- Ralph Fiennes is talking to one of his uh, prodigies. And, you know, basically the guy's like, this sucks. <laughs> like, I don't want to be here. I thought it was going to be great, but it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's go to top five mess up your mind. This is one of my favorites. Scary movies. Okay. So let's start with by far the best, in my opinion, mess with your mind. Seven. If you not have seen seven, you're crazy. Go out. And you got to yeah. see it. It's, uh, it's, right right. it's on my list. It's also awesome. The humans. The Human Centipede, if you really want to mess your mind up, yes. American Psycho, brilliant. And if you want to get two movies that you will, like, question reality, Jacob's Ladder and Get Out. So what do you guys think? Oh, we're all in on seven. All in on seven. I was thinking... At first, I was thinking either Get Out or Us. I think Us kind of messed with my mind a little more the first time. Um, But I ended up pulling that from my list. Although now I'm not so sure. I might put it past us. American Psycho definitely agreed. Like the first time I watched that, I was like, what the F? Um, (laughs) Human Centipede, I just don't want to watch. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I don't want to. (laughs) I think it was one that came out at a time where we were too young when it came out to see it. So we ended up just like missing it. So, you know, there's there's too many great movies out there. So I can see everything. I know all of Jacob's Ladder and I've actually never seen that one either. But I, yeah, that's at the blind spot. Yeah. Human Centipede, really quick. I'm I'm sorry to interrupt you, Matt, but Human Centipede, what I love about it is, spoiler alert, Half the movie is the doctor telling the people what he's going to do to them. So he's like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to go here. I'm going to make you do this. And people are like, is he serious? (laughs) Like, is he really going to do that? Because that's fucked up. And then you learn, oh my God, he's really going to do this. And that's the tension, right? You're like, oh my God, get out of there, people. Like, and they try to escape, spoiler alert. And they can't get out. They they try their best to try to leave and everything, and it just just they can't get out of this this terrible terrible place they are at. Uh, and Jacob's ladder is something that basically says, "Okay, you want to get messed up, and you want to see what people's lives look like when they're involved." In, and it was really strange in the sense now we would call it PTSD. That's what Tim <laughs> Robbins' character had, but it's so messed up that you're just like, that poor guy. And then my favorite line that I always say, if you've seen Seven, every time I get a box, I say the same thing, and my wife is sick of it. What's in the box? Tell me what's in the box. And my wife goes, stop. <laughs> I mean, Brad Pitt so talented. I have this, this debate all the time where it's okay. he's just – too handsome so he doesn't get the roles he's best at he's not mm-hmm. a good leading man he's so good at like this type of character this like mm-hmm. 
messed up character or kind of like a goofy character or a bit actor. Yes. Like I'm thinking Nick Glorious Bastards. But he's just, he, he's just a little too hot that he ends up, they, everyone wants to make him the leading man. And he, I don't think he wants to be that. No. Say, like, give me more of this. Like, this might be his best performance. Although, mm. Inglorious Bastards is hard to beat. Yeah. So, what do you guys? So, what do we guys? So yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah, go for your. Where, where do I got on here? So, I had seven. I had four other ones, though. I think I was just trying to be fun. So, I threw Midsummer on there because yep. that movie. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, if you got, if you've seen it, you know. Uh, and then I had to throw Ari Answer's other film on there, Hereditary, because mm. once again, and we know we've talked about other ones, it is gonna makes me feel a lot of things, makes my my brain hurt a little bit. Um, and then we put Watcher. You had Watcher as well, right? Yeah. Oh, well, have you, you heard Watcher? Watcher. Yeah. Yes. So, okay. Watcher. That was upsetting. That is. A- it's also very much about like female anxiety and what it is like mm-hmm. to exist in the world as a woman and have, you know, these fears and discomforts about being alone or being watched. Mm-hmm. It's about a woman that so, thinks, yeah, a guy across the street is watching her and trying to kill her. And like no one, yeah. and no one believes her. And so, it just really gets under your skin because of that. Yes. And like, you could put yourself in that same situation. So and then, uh, lastly, I had possessor, which was uh Brandon Cronenberg's. Right. Movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to describe that without spoiling it all. It's about assassins that take over other people's brains to to carry out yes. the assassination in their body mm-hmm. and do awesome. like murder awesome idea. And it's really cool movie, really fun premise. And uh, when I think of messing up your brain, it's where I get scared to be in that position myself, and I, mm-hmm. I just start think staying up at night thinking about what if that were me, mm-hmm. and that's why mm-hmm. I got that on there. So highly recommend. Nice. What do you got, Anna? I have most of the same movies you did because we talked about this one out (laughs) loud. Uh, So I have Seven, Midsummer, Hereditary, and Watcher as well. And then I changed and I put Us since we just talked about that because I remember like leaving the theaters after seeing Us. It's like the feeling that like stuck with me after. Mm -hmm. I will say I haven't seen Tusk and I feel like if I... Yeah, I haven't seen Tusk uh, either. That would have to be on the list. Like just (laughs) watching a trailer... It's yeah. on my list. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I haven't absolutely. seen it. Absolutely. Yeah. That is awesome. Um, good movies out there. I know that people are going to be mad that we haven't seen everything, but hopefully we'll cover it at some point. It's well, that's like, like yeah. part of our journey, too. Is I've seen it. I've seen so many horror movies. I've been like, hey, we have to see this. And then there's still stuff where it's like, you know what? I never got to that one. So, yeah. Eventually. Slackers. We need to take off like a week of work and just watch all of the things. Absolutely. That are, like, yeah. We should absolutely. be able to get to all of them. Absolutely. Yeah. So, are you guys familiar with uh, the uh, uh, rock artist or heavy metal artist Rob Zombie? Yeah. Okay. Rob Zombie, as you know, has done some crazy stuff. My personal favorite is uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's mm-hmm. Rejects. Um, very, like, man, that kind of falls into the... Um, the movie uh, that we just talked about, but he has every single horror movie on DVD, it, videotape, or laserdisc. <laughs> every <laughs> single one. He in his house. He has a room about the size of oh, pretty much everybody's living room. General, and he opens it. Opens these doors. He's got like these two like crazy ornate like evil looking doors, and he opens them up. And there's just these movies, as far as the eye can see, 
And he just grabs like a, a videotape, which is like videotape. What the hell? But he'll grab yeah. a videotape. Of, yeah. It, yeah. It'll be like nuns of the dead. <laughs> and he'd be like, I've seen that one five times. And he like goes through all the movies. He's a movie file and he just goes, Oh, I've seen nuns of the dead and sacrifice virgins from hell. And he'll bring all these movies up. And I'm like, wow, that guy must be really messed up. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe he's a nice guy. I don't know. <laughs> That's my dream to have that with movies. And then I have another library. Yeah, we can go and start. Yes. Well, we don't buy any print media anymore. I guess we should. Yeah, we're bad about that. Absolutely. We don't have a DVD player, so we're kind of <laughs> <I'm> lost there. <laughs> So, yes, absolutely. So, let's go on to top five movies that you won't sleep for a week. Um, this is my list. <laughs> Hereditary, The Babadook, uh, Rosemary's Baby. I don't know why that affected me. I still don't know why, but uh, whatever. Uh, Ring You, that's the Japanese version, which Matt hasn't seen, which I highly recommend. And The Vanishing, this is the 1988 foreign version. I believe it's a French version, if I remember correctly. All these movies, all these movies, especially The Vanishing, where, I don't know, have you guys seen The Vanishing at all? I have not. Okay, so The Vanishing, as a married couple, would scare the crap out of you. Because what happens, this is, it's such a basic movie, it's crazy, that they make it scary. So. The French version is a million times better than the remade American version with um, Kurt Russell. Anyway, so what happens is this guy, he just, uh, his car breaks down. He goes to a gas station, you know, to talk to somebody. Hey, I think think he just needs gas or whatever. He comes back and his wife is gone. So he thinks, oh, my wife just maybe got scared and she walked down to whatever. But. It keeps building. He keeps asking people, hey, have you seen my wife? And people are like, no. And, and they're, he's like, well, okay. And he keeps going. He keeps building. And people are like, nah, you, didn't ha- you don't have a wife. And he's like, what do you mean? And he goes, no, you're not married. And he's like, what? No, 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 no. You know, and people screw with his head. And then he's like, to a point where he starts to realize, wait a minute. These guys who are screwing with my head kidnap my wife. So I got to figure out how to get my wife back. And the ending is not what you want. <laughs> not what you, it is this not a like happy ending. This sounds like this should have been on the mess with your head list. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That too. It sounds like the plot of a lot of thrillers that I read. Yes. So I'd be super into it. I'm, yeah. It's, um, it's now on my... It's gone I, from uh, yeah. only mixed... But, right. I'm I'm not doing it justice. They build it so well that you're just like, oh my God, they're lying to you. And, and he's just like, okay. And you're just screaming at the TV or, or you yeah. know, they're lying to you. <laughs> a movie for uh, uh, Mess Up Your Mind. Long Girl? Uh, no, he's holding Eraserhead. Oh, okay. oh Eraserhead, sure. One thing by David Lynch needs to be David on there, Lynch. I feel like. <laughs> The first yeah, time I just, saw Head just like broke my brain in a way that was so visceral and oof. Uh, yeah. But my won't sleep for a week movies, we have some overlap there. I have Hereditary and The Babadook on my list. I also have The Conjuring. The first time I saw hmm. that, 
I believe I lived alone at the time. Mm. So I would just be like in bed and just like hearing that or I'd like look up at my dresser and expect someone to like jump down from my dresser like that scene with the armoire. So those really got me. In high school, I saw Mama, which is like not. Oh, right. Like a much yeah, nobody, talked re- about nobody remembers Mama. People don't remember that. No. But high school me, it scared sure. the Jesus out of me. And it's sure. still one of those things that when I try and sleep, sometimes I see the face of Mama in the mm-hmm. shape of my head. I don't have mm-hmm. the kind of brain that creates pictures, but yes. I still manage to create pictures of her. And uh, then I'd also say rec, which is a Spanish language found mm. footage movie, which is yeah, check that one out. And also, there's an American remake called Quarantine that came out. Yeah, longer, and I know I haven't seen that one, but I've seen Rec, and it. I agree with Hannah. So yeah, 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 yeah. And- it's a lot. I give you credit, uh, Hannah, with Mama. That freaked me out, too, especially the beginning where hopefully it's the same one we're talking about, where it's the cabin in the woods and those two little girls have been left there. Yep. And the, the the person goes in and the little girls are, like, scattering along like little insects. They're like, shh, shh. Well, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so unsettling. There's, like. Ten people that are listening right now that have seen that movie and they're like, "Oh, I yes, can't believe I they're having like a brain yeah. blast right now." And I'd be like, "I forgot about that." Yeah, <laughs> that one. It was also like I didn't watch horror movies in high school. Like, if you put on Coraline, I would cry. Let alone a you still movie. would. <laughs> That's true. And I saw Mama in theaters with some friends, and I was like, "Of course, I'm gonna go." Like, I'm not that big of a chicken, mm-hmm. and so I think because I saw it in theaters and I like lived right near some woods. Yeah. It was bad for me, but yeah. All right. What, what's your? Well, I was yeah. I like John. I like your list. Yeah. But I gotta, I gotta differentiate. I gotta throw my my own out there. So yes, please. First one is Skin and Rink. Bringing that up again. I didn't That's actually have nightmares, which I was surprised by. But Not, had mm-hmm. I, I haven't had nightmares from movies in a long time, and I thought that would be the one. But I think I just maybe I've outgrown that. We'll see. But that movie mm-hmm. had me pretty shook. Um, I have the Babadook on there because when I did watch that, I remember not being able to sleep that night. Uh, I don't know. I think it was another one I watched with my mom. I'm pretty sure she felt the same way. We both were like, we didn't get sleep that night after yep. the first yeah. time seeing that, which I talked to some people and they think that one's dumb. And I was like, I, I don't understand. You know, worked for me. Yeah, I um, yeah. Sure. I also have, I also have wreck on my list. Um, it's great. Right. For anyone who hasn't seen it, it's about a late night, news anchor or whatever she's not even anchor you know she's like some i was gonna say peasant in the news anchor world no what, what word am i looking for she's low life video, jur- video journalist but yeah. clearly like she's been put on the night shift of go with these five go with this fire department and do this you know be real sure. uh documentary on them and she ends up going along with them where they respond to some weird thing happening in a building and then she gets quarantined with the fire department inside the building and because there's an outbreak of something Oh, it's all shot. It's found footage. So it's all shot from like her. It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll check that out. um, So another foreign language one, uh, The Wailing, which is a South Korean Mm. film. Oh, I don't know. This, I don't want to describe it other than this movie is just evil. (laughs) It's like, has a lot of evil. There's a lot of, why you, how do I even describe it? You saw it. 
Do you I don't remember, remember it that well. It wasn't as impressionable to me as it well, was for you. It's good. It messed me up. And this one's really silly, but it has to go on here. The last one is Signs. Purely, oh, okay. Purely sure. for that one scene that everyone who's seen it knows, which is where they're at the birthday party and they're watching the news of the, the birthday party in Mexico. And yeah. you just see this alien walk across the screen. And it's one that is just burned into my brain. I can see it exactly how it was. And I yeah. can feel the way I felt the first time I saw it. And it's like yeah. panic producing. So I don't do well with alien stuff. So that movie's also <laughs> great. overall that movie's not that scary. It's a very good time, but that scene is it's it's a uh, uh, pee pants scary, as we like to say. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So here's here's I'm gonna do some quick fire questions for you guys while we're wrapping up here. Quick fire. And I'll start with this. Matt, Hannah, have you ever peed your pants watching a horror movie? I haven't. I haven't peed my pants, but I've been worried I would pee my pants. <laughs> mm, gotcha. Yeah. I got you. You peed your pants on the Spider-Man ride at Universal. I peed my pants <laughs> in line for a ride at Universal because I was really scared. Oh, okay. Dribble. It wasn't like a fool. Okay, so was it like, you know... No, I've never yeah. needed to change my pants. I was an adult. Okay, it wasn't like soaking. It okay, was like a little you. fear dribble, but I haven't gotten that <laughs> from watching a movie. <laughs> okay, next question. Uh, have you ever screamed out loud in a movie theater when no one else is screaming and felt embarrassed? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I wouldn't say I felt embarrassed. Ma- yeah, maybe but- I felt embarrassed, <laughs> but I mean, we just saw Night Swim and I still managed. And like that was not a good movie. Not a good movie. And there was still a scene or two where I did scream out loud. <laughs> and then nice. I was like, I hate myself for that. But like, it, it got me. Can't help it. Okay. Have you, either one of you, when you've been sleeping in bed, have had a nightmare and punched the other person in the face? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You <laughs> punched me, right? Punched me. Okay. I don't think it was from a nightmare. But I actively, the other night, like very dramatically, like, freaked out and then started like backing up into you oh i oh i do remember you were screaming yeah yeah that one was bad Mm, yeah that scared me she Mm. woke up like yelling and i was like you're okay i had to like grab her yeah that was funny i think i had a little sleep paralysis to be fair but yes and sleep paralysis is no fun Uh, i did a episode on the hat man which is typically seen in sleep paralysis yeah Yeah. uh it's a lot of benadryl that's what we're saying you take a lot of Benadryl. That works. Okay, last question. I Matt, I will start with you. Uh, y- if you were to write a horror movie, what would it be about? Oh my god, if I were to write a horror movie. Do you have an answer? Because I, I would. I know you asked him, but I'll intervene and say, for a long time, as Matt mentioned earlier, we discussed writing a Scream musical, which was my idea. Uh... So it was kind of sad to see that there was the screen parody musical in Vegas because I was like, no, I was going to do this. No, I don't have the musical talent to make this happen. I was determined. So Uh that was the idea that I had for a long time because I love musicals and I love Scream and I just feel like it can't be enough that like the combo works. Uh, But in terms of like a legit horror movie, I feel like mine would have to be something in the same vein of again like i've mentioned talking about like either something mental health or trauma based or Mm -hmm. 
again, like the anxiety of like being a woman in this world, I feel like is always really impactful for me. So mm-hmm. I don't have like a plot mm-hmm. off hand, but I know like ultimately the themes okay. are the feelings theme. I would want to sure. it. Yeah, we're uh, Matt. I think the route I need to go has to be not probably not paranormal. You know, slightly. It's the the feeling of like the home invasion. One one of the mm. scariest imageries for me would be to standing at a window and looking like you live in a suburb and on a cul-de-sac and someone just standing like it's just a shadow mm-hmm. just like staring at the window not moving and you're mm-hmm. just stuck just like looking at that what whatever whatever it is i don't know but i feel like that's the and maybe every every time they're closer they move so they get in the house eventually oh yeah I, I think that's the route i would go that's the the basis of it but it would be just something watching you don't know what it is whether it's that threat or not but it, it continues to come closer and you're kind of just stuck it sounds like insidious. Right. I think I think I would have to be. I think I'd ever be a kid, home alone. Parents are out to dinner, Ooh. and they're yeah. checking the window, and they just keep seeing this figure, figure, and it moves, and then they're walking oh. the doors, and okay. then it's the somewhere question else. Is, is like by the end of the movie, is the thing real or like a? That's a good question. Figure? I think it. Ha- I that we don't know. I feel like it has to be. It should be a paranormal thing. It's not going to be a real person. Okay, but I don't know. It's a shadow monster of some sort. Right. <laughs> shadow monster. I like that. I like both your ideas. Let, let's <laughs> let's uh, call Bloomhouse and see what they're looking at and uh, get that going. <laughs> well, our buddy wrote Malignant 2 for them and pitched it on one of our episodes. So maybe we should go with that. Yeah, yeah maybe I'll we'll just <laughs> or so it's it Malignant 2000. So. I love it. Absolutely love it. So – you guys could talk to you for hours, and I'd love to have you back on the show. We can talk about more movies, maybe do some Halloween themes or something like that. If love you guys it. would be up for that, that would be awesome. We, we appreciate you having <laughs> so, us on. Yeah. Oh, no problem. So let me ask you this. What are you guys coming up? What do you guys, uh, we guys looking at here that I can, uh, my spooky friends can check out? We just started a new series called Movie Wreck Monday. So we're still doing our normal uh wednesday episodes where we're just like talking reviewing a movie but um movie wreck monday is a new series specifically where we're going to talk for like 10 15 minutes spoiler free about movies you might not have seen or heard of um, that are like not as frequently discussed or reviewed but we think everyone should see so uh, a couple of the movies we actually talked about in this episode like raw or creep are actually some of the episodes that we've released on that um and we're gonna keep doing that some other fun um like main episodes we're gonna do is horror in non-horror media like things like jurassic park that's not horror but like horror elements or spider-man sam Raimi. so you know you definitely get that horror theming with doc ock so that'll be a fun (laughs) one coming up um but overall, we got episodes every Wednesday, all kinds of movies. We got a backlog of of stuff now, so we're nice. Our social media stuff. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on TikTok and Instagram at Four Hour with the Hannas, and our episodes are published on Spotify, Everything. Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, the whole shebang. Love it, love it, love you guys. You know, I, I have a feeling one of these days I want to pull a good prank on you guys i'm gonna to try to figure that out like maybe come home and like a monster chases you around for an hour and my videotape i put it on you know live now, and i will pee my pants <laughs> <You can go. laughs> 
Okay, so we end every show by say we say hi to your ghost. Hello, ghost, because you know you might have a ghost in there. <laughs> hi, ghost. Hi, ghost. <laughs> and we say stay spooky. All right, stay spooky. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. Everybody loves a good ghost story. From the renowned haunting of the Amityville Horror House to the lesser-known curse of the Bassano Vase, legends of the ghostly and macabre have been fascinating and frightening us for centuries. But have you ever wondered if there's any truth behind the lore? Over the last eight years that I've spent as a paranormal researcher, I have constantly asked one important question. Is this a hoax, or could it truly be a haunt? I'm Courtney Hayes, host of the podcast Haunts, where every week I dissect another ghostly legend in an effort to find the truth that lies within. Listen to Haunts for free on your favorite podcasting app and help me to unveil the unknown.